0: To Gays Gays, in which we're gay and we gaze into media that's by, for, or about ladies who love ladies, and sometimes we talk about other stuff. My name's Erin, and it's hard to believe everyone in
1: that giant crowd is gay. And my name's Erin, and look, there's a group of gorgeous women over there. What? Where?
0: <laughs> is it in today's manga applause? It the is. topic of this
1: episode? Are you so excited to talk about it? I am, actually. Me too. I I really like this. I love doing these Yuri manga episodes, and I especially love doing episodes where we get to talk about something that's a little bit lesser known. Yeah. In the US, I would say this is lesser known because it's incomplete. But not because it's not good, because it's really, really good. It's really
0: good, yeah. I
1: was also impressed by how unabashedly gay this was. (laughs) Yes, me too. So, Applause, the manga. Uh, I believe Applause was coming out in the 90s.
0: Mm, all right,
1: I, I could be off about that. The, finding the information about this manga is a little bit tricky, given the artist's like, lack of popularity in the US. But what I can tell you is that the artist for applause, Kyoko Ariyoshi, was not known as a Yuri manga artist, which is what makes the applause to me stand out so much more because it's like you weren't really doing Yuri but then you made this manga that is so it's such good Yuri and it's like classic Yuri Yuri Yuri. vibes too (laughs) and it it, I'm so excited to talk about chapter 3 too which is very atypical Yuri Yeah, I would say so,
0: and more pining action
1: for me (laughs) (laughs) But yes, that's true. So much pining in the second part. Oh, my God. There's I pining know. in part one. But oh, my God. Pining ooh. on
0: top of pining.
1: But yeah, Kyoko Ariyoshi was known as a ballet manga artist, actually. So she got her start writing manga for Margaret magazine, which was a really popular shoujo manga magazine in the 70s and 80s. She wrote Swan which I started reading earlier this year and loved, um, and I really want to get back in and keep reading it. The only reason I fell off was just because I was reading a bunch of other stuff for the podcast, um, and I was like, I can't get distracted by this beautiful shoujo manga right now. Um, <laughs> it would be but, so easy to get distracted. But Swan also has a little bit of a yuri- tinge to it too i know i was sending you some screen caps back while i was reading it because it was like one of the the lead girl is like um an aspiring dancer who she really wants to get into dancing but she's also kind of new and she's from japan and is like competing with a bunch of like russian ballet dancers and um she doesn't think that she can make it but the people who've like teach at the school that she's uh, trying out to become a student at. They are just really charmed by her spirit, so they bring her in even though she doesn't technically like pass the exam. And then she ends up under the mentorship of like the top ballerina and she's like this be- this beautiful woman who when she dances her eyes sparkle with joy and I can't help but watch her elegant limbs flow through the air you know, like it's it's described yeah. <laughs> very much that way about how obsessed she is with her like mentor. So it has kind of this this twinge of Yuri elements to it, at least in the start. I have no idea where it goes with the plot. Who knows? Maybe it could maybe there could actually be some real Yuri themes later on. But
0: Yeah, who knows? oh that was a chili meow oh hi chili how you doing
1: she cannot be squeezed to be meowed
0: <laughs> unlike that, that's just
1: a pepper feature Meow. <laughs>
0: wow
1: so true now. so true i know much to say but yes, Swan initially had a run from 1977 to like 1981, but then Kyoko Ariyoshi actually came back to it, and it was the most recent manga that she wrote, and she published four additional volumes for Swan from 2006 to 2009. She hasn't written anything since.
0: Hmm, all right.
1: She's 73 now. Yeah, so Applause reportedly has a chapter about ballet featured in it as well. Um, unfortunately, we were not able to read it for this episode. Applause has never been officially released in English, but it has been translated by fans of Shoujo manga and Yuri manga. However, they have only translated the first chapter and the third chapter. So we missed the second chapter in the middle. Which apparently is the ballet in New York City chapter.
0: Man, okay, I was wondering where the ballet was.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the New York. <laughs> I, I this could be off base again because we haven't read it, but I read that the second chapter is supposedly a continuation of the first, when Shara and P- perhaps Shanok are in like college studying ballet in New York City. That might be off base. That might just be like some translator error when I was reading summaries about it, but. Do you want to start getting into the plot?
0: I would. applause.
1: Let's talk about part one, Bruges. Bruges follows Shara, who is a transfer student at a gorgeous European boarding school in Bruges, where she's spending a two-week vacation with her classmates. It seems like it's kind of like a summer camp, was the vibe that I got from it. Maybe that they're in like performing arts school as well
0: yeah that's what i thought because they're doing like the play quote unquote but then they kind of don't do anything except for this like one
1: activity which we're about to talk about (laughs) but there's so much drama that comes with it that's true um but shara because she gets crushes on like every single pretty girl that she ever meets she's like i can make this work She meets her v- gorgeous visiting professor, who's named Vivian, alongside uh, a male and therefore way less appealing to Shara professor, Jean, uh, who her classmates tell her to watch out because he's dangerous. Mm-hmm. But even though the beautiful Professor Vivian is there, the real draw for Shara is the leader of the drama club, a girl named Shanak who she's been watching from afar for months. She is captivated with how beautiful Shinnok looks in the sunlight. And at the camp, Shinnok is actually coordinating a murder mystery game. And Shara ends up playing the role of the witness to the murder. So for her role, Shara goes to the boathouse at 4 PM, as she's instructed to do, where she hears a scream and a thud. And then she sees a mysterious man running away She's about to run after him when Shanok grabs her and pulls her into the bushes, winking at her and whispering, Shh, he's dangerous! She then drags Shara into the boathouse. Shara had completely forgotten that this was a game. She was so brought into the reality of, of the situation. And that's a theme that that will be very prevalent throughout the story. What's real? What's fake? Who knows? <laughs> Once they're inside the boathouse, Shannak points Shara to a female school uniform, one of the props. She's trying to keep Shara focused on the plot, but all Shara can do is like look at how beautiful Shanak is. She's like Shanak looks like an angel. She looks like the statue of the angel at the school. She's so beautiful, and Shara keeps whispering her beautiful name to herself under her breath: Shanak, Shanak, Shanak. And then Shanak is like, wait, what's your name? (laughs) She she doesn't even know. And uh, Shinnok points out that Shara is looking very pale and asks her to go back to the villa to have dinner together. I think it's also important just to note
0: now that in this moment of being so captivated by Shinnok, she also feels like Shinnok looks a little bit different, kind of like a completely other person when she looks at her in the boathouse, but just for a second. yes.
1: Um, when they're back at dinner, another student is like, Hey, Shara, is your roommate missing? <laughs> 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 and Shara's like, Oh, I didn't even notice. And, um, Shanat kind of walks Shara through sharing the details like, we heard the scream at the boathouse, the man was running, we found the school uniform, and then the students are all discussing what might have happened. Then later at night, Shara's in her room, and she's lamenting, like, this whole play experience seems really weird, and it's also, like, blurring my reality. Like, I can't tell what's real. I can't tell what's fake.
0: And my roommate is playing the victim, and so now I don't get to hang out with her.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, she literally, it's, like, fully immersive murder mystery play. So she's just, like, chilling in the greenhouse or whatever. Multi,
0: like, two-week murder mystery game, too. Like, you do not get to go to camp, girl. You gotta, like,
1: hide out in the back shack so that we can play, we can pretend that you're dead i know (laughs) and while she's thinking this a man comes through her window and grabs her by the throat but is that real She screams, and all of her classmates run to her room. They look out the window, and actually, there is a man running outside in a trench coat. So the girls go to chase him, and when Shara acts surprised because she wasn't supposed to chase the man earlier, Shanaka's is like, hey, this isn't the play. Yeah, remember? This time is real. Yeah. (laughs) And also, why did he do this? I would like to come back and revisit this with you in a minute.
0: I, I have a different
1: interpretation of this scene, so... okay. Shara then goes with Shanak to the boathouse, and Shinnok is like, hey, this murder mystery story, it's not made up. It's real. There was a student who was in a relationship with a much older man. They always met up at this exact same boathouse, and when the school find out, found out and tried to stop her from seeing him, she came to the boathouse one last time, and no one ever saw her ever again. Was she killed? Was it suicide? Is she still alive out there? Who the fuck knows? Shara hears the story and she just starts crying (laughs) and Shinnok is holding her. She keeps holding her while they talk about this girl's uh, clandestine, fleeting, forbidden love, the excitement, the desolation, the fear, the apprehension she must have felt. And Shinnok kisses Shara on the forehead, then moves in to kiss her on the lips, intertwining their fingers together when suddenly Professor Jean bursts in, asking what they're doing in the boathouse so late at night. They then scurry back to the dorm rooms and Shinnok says, hey, maybe the guy who came into your room was really that man from that affair. Maybe he really did murder her and now he's worried that we're getting too close to the truth. Uh, Professor Vivian then reveals over breakfast that the mystery man in the murder story is a teacher who perhaps killed the student out of fear that their illicit relationship would be revealed. Jean barges in at that point and he tells everybody to stop. This is an invasion of privacy. This is we're talking about real people's lives here. Well,
0: also because it is based on a true story and they're about to pull out the letters from the victim that the victim yes. wrote to friends and read them verbatim and yes. he's like
1: this is way too far yeah exactly you can't do this yeah he then accuses shara and shannak like why were you out of the bow house so late at night yeah. and shannak turns it back on him being why like why were you, you out at the bow, bow house? House? <laughs> were you trying to meet someone there um, yeah. Really starting to seem like you were the murderer. <laughs> um, and Shara then is like, you know what? I'm sick of this murder mystery. I just want to hang out with my roommate. <laughs> She's like, my roommate has to be so bored and lonely. So she goes to the greenhouse to try to find her. And who she finds instead is Shanok talking to a gorgeous butch senior student, Kim. And Kim is like, "Shanok, why are you pursuing Shara? Um, I know that you're in love with Professor Viviane dead silence. Shara mm-hmm. is overcome with darkness at this moment. She's like, I thought Shanak was into me. She's no. only after <laughs> Professor Vivian. This is so messed up. Um, Shinnok, though, runs to save Shara in this moment. Uh, and also, come to find out, Shara has seen apparently the ghost of the dead student. Or so says Kim. But then Kim's also like, you know what? I, forget the ghost. I'm sick of being <laughs> jerked around by you, Shanak. I've had a crush on you for so long you don't know what it's like to be connected to people i'm over you <laughs> okay go kim go off <laughs> yeah <laughs> Shara runs away, being like, "Okay, this is like too much. I gotta get out of here." Yeah, but she accidentally dislodges a latch that frees a horse that knocks her down. <laughs> that, yeah, that that situation, that whole like sequence, is very confusing. <laughs> How can we have this girl have a medical emergency? Yeah, and this is like wh- wh- where we've landed. The peak shoujo drama i know
0: i am i'm running away because i'm overwhelmed by two people fighting and now i'm i'm being knocked over by a horse
1: <laughs> and then i i come to yeah. smelling the fragrant perfume and seeing the beautiful shiny perfect hair of miss professor Vivian. so professor vivianne then starts recanting the story that student who died was one of her first students and it was her favorite student the most attentive student in class Vivienne was drawn to her. They had private picnics where they would talk about life and they'd talk about love. And Vivian is like, I feel so guilty for her death. And Shara, who is mostly just like, wow, she's so hot. <laughs> she starts I crying. Like,
0: I'm, I am not listening. I am looking at your hands and thinking about how beautiful your hands are and how good you smell. <laughs>
1: She it's starts so crying funny. and she yeah. she then she's holding Viviana in a deep loving embrace when Shinock bursts in duh, of course, um, and her face falls totally flat. She's like, holy shit, like yeah. the two girls I was pursuing. What? What? And then, okay, we're getting to the end here. The, yeah. The students start planning a seance for the murder victim as a part of the play. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Um, Vivian objects to this. She's like, don't do it. But, and Shara is like, actually, I don't care if you do it because I can't stop thinking about the sensual touch of my beautiful teacher. <laughs> <laughs> like, actually. Yeah, seriously. Um, it, but she it, also it. is like, but it would be kind of nice if we could talk to the ghost because then we get to be. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And surprisingly, uh, Jean has also agreed to be there at the seance, yes. as long as they stop the murder mystery after the seance. Yeah, it's like,
1: this is it. This is the last thing. I'm I'm over it. I'm done. Yeah. So at the seance, Shara's roommate, Kate, uh, <laughs> the ghost of Cheryl, as per the play, um, she emerges back out of the greenhouse. Um, but then Jean also emerges and he's like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> We're not going to do this. End the seance right now. And Shanok and Kim then directly accuse him of being the one who killed the student. And when they do this, Professor Vivian starts to sob. Shanok reveals that Jean was once Vivian's fiance and says that he betrayed both Cheryl, the student who died, and Vivian with this affair. Mm hmm. But uh, there, this has been a a misunderstanding all along. Of course, because Vivian reveals it was not Jean that was seeing the student; she was the one who was seeing Cheryl, the student that died. Uh, She was the one who was having the affair. When Jean proposed marriage, she accepted his proposal, and then she told Cheryl and was like, "We have to, we have to end this relationship." Cheryl asked her, "Can we meet up one last time at the boathouse?" And when Vivian tried to meet her there, Cheryl was was gone, um, and mm-hmm. it was likely suicide. And Vivienne blames herself for Cheryl's death. So after this whole story, Shara comes to Vivienne and is like, "Don't blame yourself. Uh, I can feel how much love you had for her." And then Viviane pulls Shara in for for a hug. Mm-hmm. End of the drama. Because then Shanak and Shara are like, "So glad we got this squared away." Anyway, let's walk through the woods holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> um Vivian does resign from being a teacher justifiably <laughs> at this yeah. point and Shara thinks about what it would be like to fall in love with a woman. She's like, hmm, "I wonder what that would feel like" as if she hasn't been doing this this whole story. <laughs> <laughs> and they're walking hand in hand and then the two of them turn and look at one another and they finally get their first kiss. And then their vacation's over and it's time to go home. Yep. <laughs> What uh, a ride the story uh, takes is, you on.
0: What a great ride. I would like to add, to it is heavily implied that Shara is the reincarnation of Cheryl. Oh, how did I miss that? I
1: don't know how you missed that. <laughs> I did miss that. I did oh, not yeah.
0: catch that one. That is... That's why Cheryl keeps being overwhelmed by emotion in situations that remind her of her past life. And during the seance... The person holding the seance is like, I knew Cheryl when she was alive. I was one of her classmates. And I actually believe that she's still alive. Um, and then the seance starts. The former classmate is like, oh, never mind. She's already been reincarnated. Oh. And, <laughs> and it's Well, also okay. Like, I
1: remember reading that. I just- <laughs> Somehow yeah. I didn't connect the dots. That oh, yeah. makes so much more sense in the context yeah, of the yeah, story, though. Especially with Shara as, like, being drawn to Professor Vivian. Yeah.
0: And also- Saying like it's okay, like I can tell that you loved Cheryl, and I know that she forgives you. Like she she didn't blame you, and she forgives you, and it's not your fault. It's because she's an empath. <laughs> she's an empath. <laughs> she's like I can sense. She's either she's either the reincarnation or she is like full on possessed. But
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I also, like, the ghost, I don't think that was Shara's roommate pretending to be a ghost. I think that was, like, actually a ghost. <laughs> yeah,
1: I agree with you. I don't think that that was Kate, the roommate.
0: Yeah. But anyway, uh, this was great. I I loved this. Me too. Very fun. I screencapped the last page um, where Shannok and Shara are in the woods holding hands. And the quote is, it's Shara, like, thinking about two women being in love. And she was like, what was it like for them to love someone of the same sex? Did they waver? Were they afraid? And ooh, uh, I'm into it. I,
1: feelings, baby. I know, and that's again what really gives this story such again very authentically queer vibe.
0: Yeah, like I'm I'm also so impressed because too you know like uh, with a lot of older queer media that we've had to to not had to we've gotten the pleasure to watch and, and and consume on this podcast is you know a lot of for like uh all the anti-gay laws that were going on yeah. like you you're not allowed to have a happy gay ending it's mm-hmm. hey she's gonna leave summer camp and go back to her boyfriend this was just a weird feeling she had and not real but this is very much like it was real and for vivian it's so real too that she never even marries jean like no They're
1: close, but they're not together. Right after um, Cheryl's death, they end their proposal. They don't. They don't end up getting married.
0: And Vivian fully admits that she was just afraid of the fact that she was in love with Cheryl. And yeah, yeah.
1: the teacher-student relationship—very obviously wrong. Right? We don't need to get into all the logistics of why that's wrong. But I will Mm -hmm. say it's something I haven't seen in a Yuri manga from this era before. Maybe it's just because I haven't been able to read a lot of stuff that's untranslated, of course. Yeah.
0: It's so funny, too, because it seems like it's such a major trope. Um, I know. Well, And I, I know I, there's so much, like, lesbian media from the 90s in America that had this,
1: this teacher-student relationship. Well, and I think a lot of it, too, stems from media like the children's hour.
0: Mm, yeah. I know a lot of people who had crushes on... Mm-hmm teachers or professors or stuff like that i also don't it's not that like obviously don't do not engage but you know if you have if you end up having a crush on a teacher or whatever
1: like that's not that weird like as long as they're not pursuing you like right exactly but i I mean the more common yuri trope is two girls in School in a boarding school, as we yeah, are here, yeah. but one of them is, like, slightly older, slightly more mature, and slightly, like, darker in intention, right? I think about, like, St. Just as being a perfect example of that.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: for real. Um And uh, I also think Saint about Onisa- Onisamae as... Um, being another good example, when you were talking about, like, queer stories, that end with, like, oh, and then they mar- they went off with their boyfriend, because yeah. that also happens. <laughs> they, they, they had a baby it.
0: in Germany, and then they
1: died. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Either she has the baby in Germany, or she dies. She doesn't oh, get okay. to do both. <laughs> Wait, I thought she did both in the manga. <laughs> no, she just straight up dies. She does not get like to have a baby. Oh, um, I guess it was,
0: okay, that's right. I'm I'm conflating
1: the two in my mind. Yeah, They're Kaoru, combining. not not yeah, Saint Kaoru. Jess. Oh God, oh, no, spoiler spoiler, not, spoiler not, alert! That's... Wait a minute. I know, <laughs> For sorry, all of our so e listeners, but um, um
0: go read Os- Oni e. That's yeah, that so good. oh, it's so good. Read this too. Yeah, I know you said um, kind of also. I mean, like. Uh, much earlier than this, that this came out. But um, I, in going into this, you were like, oh yeah, it's kind of like Heart, Heart of Thomas. And so I was kind of like refreshing myself on the plot of Heart of Thomas. And I totally forgot that like one of the main characters at the end is like, I was in love with Thomas and that's why I'm going to become a clergyman so I can be closer to Wait, him
1: Wait, ha- I forgot about that.
0: I totally forgot about that. <laughs> My jaw is
1: dropped <laughs> right
0: now. I'm sure I've mentioned this, at least in passing on the podcast, but I did. One of my ex-girlfriends was a theology major, and she was very, very much in the closet until not that long before we ended up dating. Um, But she wanted to become a nun, I think, for very similar reasons. (laughs) Yeah,
1: gay. I mean, gay people are drawn to it for the same reason that gay people are sometimes drawn to, like, conversion therapy, too. Yeah. Where yeah, it's literally sad. just, like, let's find a socially acceptable way to, like, live. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It sucks, man. I can't believe he became a clergyman. I know, <laughs> the yeah. Of but, Thomas, I forgot yeah, Julie, about that. I, mean, I really, really I- did forget about that.
0: Yeah, I, honestly, um, totally wild. Because I was like, oh, like let me just refresh myself on this story like a little bit. It's been a little while. And I was yeah. like, what? This is I, I forgot that part.
1: Aaron, I don't think I compared this to Heart of Thomas. I think I was comparing Saltburn <laughs> to
0: Heart of oh, Thomas. Oh, that's, you know what? You're so right, <laughs> I,
1: actually. I don't think the Saltburn is similar to Heart of Thomas, to be clear. But what was it that I said? I, I said that it was like if you put Heart of Thomas and something else in a blender. That's right. Frick, what did you say? It was so funny. I said, if you put Heart of Thomas and Rebecca in a blender, then set it in the year two thousand six with a Passion Pit and MGMT soundtrack. Yeah, they, it sounds like somebody and, made me a movie. <laughs> um, it also, sorry, American Psycho is also going into that blender. As well, oh, hell yeah! I think I think you would be obsessed with Sawburn, Quite honestly, Aaron, I, I really I think you should watch it
0: because I was I, I do not know anything about this movie um, except for the song Perfect. Um, plays during it which is a song that I was obsessed with in high school yes um, what is What is Perfect by? Princess Superstar's uh, 2005 single Perfect but then the specific song was a mashup with also like um, Exceder by Mason
1: So mm, yes
0: man I love that song <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, yeah, watch the, me work the it soundtrack- I'm
1: perfect <laughs> the soundtrack you will be into you'll I be into everything that. about Saltburn. you just have to okay. watch it <laughs> to, is there a lesbian in it? We can do it for the
0: podcast. No, is is Princess Superstar a lesbian so that we can? <laughs> anyway,
1: yeah, just appreciated, just appreciated so much nuance and mystery in this story. You know me, I love a story when the when the girlies are overcome with emotion or and are running around talking about drama and ghosts. Yeah, in a beautiful setting. Ex- it, oh my god, it doesn't Absolutely. have to be a ton of substance it just has to be enough for me to chew it over
0: yeah as a somebody who loves getting into the drama i i'm also i very much respect these high school girlies like getting into the drama and like we're gonna solve this unsolved murder mystery yeah. <laughs> like the the scene where Shar is like oh my god somebody's coming in my window and they're like they're reaching for my throat to choke me
1: mm, I, that makes I more sense now
0: yeah, I think it was, uh, like, past memories, but then also her roommate Kate was like, oh, yeah, sorry I scared you. I just wanted to say hi and, like, get into my room to, like, get stuff. So I, like, I like got in the window one day. <laughs> okay. And so I think yes. it was, like, half a
1: dream, half, like, oh, her roommate was actually breaking in. But this gives so much – the reincarnation bit yeah. makes me chew this over a lot more, mm-hmm. where I'm like, ah, Jean yeah. did kill her. He and that's why he's so nervous about it, but it. He didn't kill her because he was the one that was seeing her, he killed her because of Vivianne.
0: Oh, you know, what? I hadn't even really thought about that.
1: Yeah, that makes and it if, so much sadder, the, though. I know. And if she's the reincarnation, then that's why she's having the flashbacks and the memories, right?
0: yeah but then that's the,
1: why she feels that, that it, she's like it fe- felt like someone was trying to kill me like so that someone was joking me it's like well
0: yeah i i wonder it is really sad that this like unsolved like death or disappearance happened and and people are like you know what maybe she's okay maybe she was just out somewhere and it's like nope she fully died and also her like final wishes like for her remains also never got fulfilled but yeah uh Luckily, her reincarnation is here to be like you know what? It's okay in the end.
1: <laughs> yeah, and now I can go be gay and happy.
0: Yeah, or maybe you know, unhappy
1: like, in New York. Who know if we ever yeah. get chapter two?
0: Yeah, <laughs> wait. Knows? So it would have followed the same characters. I
1: that's what that's what the summaries led me to believe.
0: Yeah, well, but love I to can't. See some more. Obviously, I
1: can't confirm. I should pick up the actual volume. I
0: did initially when the third story, the San Francisco story, started. I initially thought that Kim was uh, the main
1: character, like in that, because they look really similar. I thought the same, but no, it's just, it's just another butch. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the San Francisco story.
0: Yeah, I'd love I that.
1: loved this one. Love 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 this, this was one. So good and so unusual. So very atypical for yuri yeah. manga of the era. Just it's just a queer manga. Yeah. And, and it's yuri in that, obviously. But it's yeah, just Even amazing.
0: Discussion of gender and gender presentation.
1: I know. Yeah, I was very impressed. Where are
0: we? Definitely
1: (laughs) would recommend. Yeah. Even if you don't want to read the the 100 pages of the first story, come and just check out part three of Applause.
0: Yeah, it is. It's much
1: shorter. Part three is called a San Francisco story, and it starts as two women watch a Pride parade from outside of their apartment window. They are just kind of casually talking about their day's plans. Uh, The butch woman, Megumu, is in a bathrobe and she's talking about heading to the hospital to see her girlfriend, Shell, who's just had surgery. The other woman, Yuko, is an uh, author who's working on a manuscript. And she's just a friend who's visiting San Francisco to see Megumu, and she's from Japan. And she says she wants to move to the U.S. Um, She doesn't care if she's leaving behind her loser boyfriend of three years. Who gives a (laughs) shit? He hasn't proposed yet, anyway. Uh, The two women talk about marriage, and Megumu is like, I'm never going to get married. And then, you know, they separate. They go their separate paths for the day. Later in the day, Megumu's at the hospital, and we're gonna be following Yuko for quite a while here. So Yuko takes a call from Megamu's friend Tracy, who is a sexy Butch American woman. Tracy wants to go to the hospital with Megamu to see Shell, but she decides that she's gonna stop by Megamu's apartment first to check in on Yuko. And Yuko lets her in, they continue watching the Pride Parade from the window. And Yuko is like, wow, there's so many gay people in San Francisco. <laughs> and Tracy, she's telling Tracy, she's like, well, you know, it's normal for kids to have same sex crushes, but being actually gay is, quote, something else, unquote. <laughs> Tracy then asks if Yuko would be interested. Uh, Yuko is like, not really. But I think a lot of women are beautiful, um, or at least they're more beautiful than me. And Tracy then asks Yuko to go downstairs, like, let's go join the parade. Why not? And Yuko's yeah. like, but I'm working. <laughs> I'm writing my manuscript. Just, just, and Tracy's like, you can always write your manuscript later. <laughs> you no. have to make time for stuff parade, like this. No. this. is important. Pride <laughs> parade's here. Uh, so they go down to the pride parade, and they they are just people watching. And Yuko sees people of all different genders, all different presentations, sexualities, Tracy then explains that traditional gender roles are rejected in gay relationships and, you know, that there's gender equality. Uh, and uh, Tracy also then goes on to share what I will say is Tracy's opinion on gender or interpretation or understanding of gender, which is that everyone on earth, has both genders inside of them. And if people could find internal balance between the two, they could discover what it is that they actually would like and prefer for themselves and how they want to present themselves. uh, Tracy then asks Yuko, would you rather be seen as attractive as a woman or would you rather be seen as attractive as just a person? And Yuko then says, you know, it's both for me. Yeah. (laughs) And Tracy says... Like, Yuko, you're just like Megamu then. And that leads Yuko to to a conjecture to ask, Tracy, are you in love with Megamu? And Tracy's like, yes, I am. (laughs) Whoa. Revelation. Revelation. (laughs) Tracy in love with Megamu, butch for butch love in this world. So, th- while they're walking around the Pride Parade, a group of Tracy's friends find the two and they invite them to go out to a party. Tracy's like, no, 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 I can't. I'm going to the hospital with Megamu. And her friends are like, you know, Megam and Shell were about to break up when Shell got hospitalized. And Tracy, you were finally going to shoot your shot. So why are you going to support Megamu at the hospital with Shell?" And you must have a lot of mixed feelings about this. And Yuko is just like dead silent, staring, like dissociating in this moment. <laughs> She's like, holy crap. And Tracy awkwardly takes Yuko back to the apartment. When they get back, is there. She's like, I was worried sick about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't believe Tracy's here. And Yuko's like, I'll go start making dinner. And Megum's like, no, I made stew. <laughs> is like, Shell is good, she should be out of the hospital next month, but there's a chance that her cancer has spread, and the medications she's taking to treat her cancer are making her very, very, very sick. And Megamu feels so guilty that she didn't notice that Shell was falling sick in the first place. Tracy then is like, so, you still love her then, don't you? And Megamu is like, yes, I do. Yeah. Tracy looks, like, totally empty inside. Yeah. And Megamu then leaves to go back to the hospital, and she's like, Tracy, I know you kind of wanted to come with me, but will you please stay overnight with Yuko to make sure that she's safe in our apartment? And Tracy's like, yeah, sure, her. <laughs> I'll stay here. And Yuko is, like, very sad for Tracy and for Megamu both, like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm witnessing all of this drama and the pining and the rejected love, this is crazy. And Tracy then asks Yuko, will you please hang out and listen to music? And Tracy puts on a lesbian love song (laughs) about being lost. I wanted to know what song this was. They So did you read the translator's note about it? They think that the song was probably Dusty Springfield's Don't Forget About Me. But because the song was translated from English into Japanese for the sake of the manga and then the translators are trying to translate it back into English and then figure out what song the author was talking about it's not easy to do that you know so okay. they, they're like this you know is what our best guess.
0: yeah that makes sense also that it's an English song they're in San Francisco I kind of forgot yeah. about that aspect of it
1: <laughs> yeah Tracy puts on this song it's all about I'm lost I'm in love I uh, but they don't love me back and i'm lonely and as they're listening to the song yuko starts crying and tracy's like what's wrong and yuko's like i think i'm in shock because i didn't know that Megumu and shell were dating (laughs) (laughs) um i thought they were just roommates um yeah and she's like i'm really trying not to judge Megumu for being a lesbian she tells tracy i met megamu in high school and the reason that we became friends is because I was drawn to her beauty and her presence. And I thought she was amazing. And I was proud to be her friend. Um, and I was incredibly jealous of her when she got to move to America. And all I could think about after she moved was how much I wanted to come visit. I thought about it obsessively.
0: Yeah. And I couldn't. She was only going to go there for college. And then she was going to come back. But then she decided to stay. And
1: and I just kept thinking she was going to come back. And now I want to move here. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Yuko is like, uh, Tracy, I wish that Megaboo was with you, not Shell, because you're epic. <laughs> she's like, Shell is clingy. It I get a bad clingy. vibe from her. Um, And she's crying. And while she doesn't say it, you can see that Yuko is having a very slow realization that she herself is in love with Megaboo too. Yeah.
0: Because she's also like, I could handle it if megamu was dating a guy like i get it i have a boyfriend but she's dating a woman like
1: and i don't like that woman
0: yeah i like, could handle
1: it if it was you it was, tracy. A, it was a man it, perhaps also maybe a little bit i could handle it more if it was you tracy too because tracy's also butch maybe was yeah. another thing that i was thinking yeah i don't know yeah, if she
0: liked him if she had like a if i'm like not her type it would be okay Yeah,
1: yeah yeah i don't know
0: a lot to unpack here
1: and she, you know, she's having this realization, and then she just suddenly starts crying. And Tracy says to Yuko, "Like, thank you for sharing your feelings with me." And Tracy kisses the tears off of Yuko's cheeks. Um, and Yuko gently is like, "Why? Why you do that?" And <laughs> Tracy's like, "I've also been hoping that Megan would break up with Shell." Yeah, we all um, hate Shell. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she's like, literally, it's like Shell and her stupid cancer. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> so um, funny. Uh, but uh Tracy's like, I also have been hoping they break up. But Yuko, you're way more honest than what I can manage. I like hide my feelings versus you're like just learning them and you're sharing them right away. And Yuko's like, No, I'm not being more honest. I'm being very scared right now. I'm being scared of what it is that I really want that I'm afraid to face. Ooh. Ooh, Ooh so, some
0: pining. We got double action pining. Double action for me. <laughs> pining,
1: I know. And cut scene the next morning, Megamu comes home from the hospital and Tracy is already gone. Megamu wants to talk about something important with Yuko, but Yuko cuts her off and is like, no, I want to tell you something important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Megamu is like, no, 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 let me get started. I was going to break up with Shell. Because I found out Yuko that you were gonna get engaged to your boyfriend, and Shell could not comfort me because dot dot dot
0: dot <sighs> dot
1: the end of the series <laughs> mutual <laughs> pining mutual pining this whole time Megamu was pining for Yuko too beautiful story felt real to me I, I obviously as many queer stories do because I see myself in them right
0: ooh so tasty so good also a lot of interesting conversations about gender yes and gender Um, presentation too gender presentation the push and pull of inside yeah yuko because initially at the pride parade yuko's like what the heck that guy likes guys but he's he's dressed up like a woman and and these women over here they like women but they're dressed up like men like what what the heck is going on here
1: (laughs) Like and Tracy's but, like, well, you see, yeah,
0: you see, <laughs> if you look
1: deep within yourself, you will see a many a gender that you can yeah, select from.
0: A many, yeah, and, and she talks about like falling into gender roles of mm-hmm. women. Oh, what's the word that she uses? Like more delicate, basically, in order to satisfy men's need to like be strong and then men being strong in order to like satisfy women's performance of being delicate and the push and pull of that i thought it was very interesting I guess also the, like, would you rather be attractive as a woman or attractive as a person? Yeah, I I guess I've been as a like a a cisgender person. It's like, yeah, I would like both,
1: actually. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Tracy's quote is straight women pretend to be weak in order to satisfy men's sense of superiority and straight men act strong in order to satisfy women's sense of dependence. That sounds awfully one sided. I have no desire to play the weak woman and I'd reject any man that wanted one. I'm speaking in generalizations while she's laughing, <laughs> you know. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know that. I'm generalizing. Yeah. You know? And then later goes on to say, essentially, every person has both genders inside of them. Women are just as strong as men, and men are just as weak as women. Our long history of gender roles and ideas about them have led to specific images of each gender. We need to melt those away like cheese. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And to which you go I was like, she has a point there. To <laughs> so melt away our gender like cheese. Such an American talking
0: about cheese.
1: <laughs> where is this Wisconsin?
0: <laughs> You'd know about that
1: a story about adults too. Right? Always appreciate a, a story about a Yuri story about adults. I, I, there's so much more out there now. There's just like a plethora of amazing, amazing Yuri manga. But looking back at this era where there was so little and where everything was foundational. I don't know. I appreciate it, even though I know that this was a little bit later that this that this was coming out in like the early '90s, likely. Yeah,
0: but but still, I mean, interesting too. I'm sure there's like kind of an aspect of culture shock that I think is shown here. Yuko coming from Japan and being like, it was it was normal that I had feelings for my friend in high school, but then you're supposed to like grow up and get married, and then to like come to a city like uh, San Francisco and Mm be exposed to all this gay culture where it's Mm -hmm. like don't like you don't have to grow out of this yeah Uh, i what is the type of relationship called what you're thinking about
1: class s relationships which is this idea that's stemming all the way back to like i think it's world war one era we talked about this a lot on our um queerbaiting episode oh, no i think yes. it was because we, we i think it was when we were talking about when marnie was there and whether yeah. or not that would be considered queerbaiting my general opinion is that it's not but that i can see why people think it is yeah but class s relationships is this idea that like w- in japan when girls are young it's normal and socially acceptable quote unquote for young girls to fall in love with one another and to like essentially practice dating other girls before eventually growing out of it and getting together with boys in their teen years
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah maria watches over us is also a little bit in i think that there's a lot of yuri manga that's influenced by it but i think that maria watches over us is also pretty influenced by that but also at the same time they never talk about really growing out of it either um it's more so just the idea of like school girls in love yeah but i think a lot of that school girls in love yuri trope originally has some influence from the idea of the class s relationship
0: are you a believer do you think that Megumi was gonna say i also loved you yugo
1: yes i think she was i think she was
0: too i'm I'm so hurt
1: for tracy
0: i know tracy it's a tracy
1: Tracy She's, has a lo- sexy woman, has a yes, lot of Tracy's options. Yes, Tracy's
0: sexy. She'll be all right. Uh, and also, I mean, like, again, delicious pining for me. I do love a somebody who's just like, you know what? I know this isn't going to work out. And I'm just going to hold this feeling for you in my heart forever. And, uh, and then one day I'll die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Tracy's ready to, to like, and, fulfill that. Yeah. And that's why she admires Yuko for, like... Being able to, you know, want to do something with her
1: emotions. Yeah. Like, once she becomes aware of them, at least. Yeah. Yeah. How unceremoniously Tracy leaves from this manga, too. Just, like, never to be seen again. It's like, it wasn't... Obviously, it wasn't her story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just like, okay, well, I woke up in the morning and Tracy's gone, and now Megumu's gonna be like, I'm breaking up with my girlfriend who's dying of cancer, I I need to be with Yuko.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It, you know it would be rough. Like you, it's, it's it's hard. Not easy to break up with somebody, but especially not when they're like, oh, I got cancer.
1: <laughs> yeah, especially when you're like, I'm gonna break up with them next week or whatever, uh, and then suddenly we're. In the <laughs> I got hospital. something to tell
0: you. Oh, I got something to tell you. Why don't you go first? Uh, oh, I got cancer. It's like, well, never mind.
1: <laughs> well,
0: it's also. I mean, this is obviously not in the text of this manga at all but i i also don't think it's it's weird at all to support somebody after breaking up with them you know what it's o it's okay megamu you can move on you can Uh, break up with shell
1: and still help her out and you
0: can still help her yeah you can still bring her stew i'm (laughs) sorry i called her megumi earlier that is not right
1: (laughs) that's fine you can still bring her stew while she's throwing up for from her chemotherapy at the hospital
0: major bummer (laughs) my god
1: (laughs) Love, oh man it's like one of those it's like when you see those like when you're scrolling tiktok and you get those videos of like um the A- the ai voice reading the reddit story while someone's like jumping an obstacle course in minecraft uh, yeah, it's playing subway surfers <laughs> yeah it's like i want to break up with my girlfriend but she has cancer because i'm in love with my best friend from middle school
0: God, I hate those so much. You
1: hate those? I'm addicted I to those.
0: Hate them. I I would just rather read the Reddit post.
1: I, I am also hate them because it's the always like Am I course. a jerk
0: for kicking my best friend's dog and then it's like okay, yeah, the I dog don't, tried I don't like to kill ones. me.
1: It's like, dude, come on. Like <laughs> I like the ones. Where it's like, um, I listened to one recently, <laughs> listeners out there, if you've listened to the same TikTok, Minecraft, Obstacle Course, Reddit story, please let me know. I listened to one the other day that was like, uh, when I was a child, um I was sickly and in the hospital and a little girl came up to me. Um and stole my get well soon balloon and that person was my enemy, my sworn enemy in life because I was so sick and it was like the only thing I had for my parents and I didn't get to see them often and blah, 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 blah. And then like fast forward to today, I'm like 20 years old and I'm on Tinder and I'm seeing this girl and we're out on a date and I, I ca- like we were having a conversation and somehow the, t- the twist turns to like, is there anything like that you did in your childhood that you regret? And she's like, yeah. When I was a kid, I was in the hospital and I stole this boy's get well soon balloon. (laughs) wait he's like he's like i was dating the girl who stole my balloon when i was a child and i always thought that she would be my enemy but now i'm in love with her what am i supposed to do he told her apparently it's definitely fake like all of the yeah (laughs) every single reddit story that you see as a minecraft video is fake
0: there was one story which i'm like come on guys this is so fake where it was like i'm a mother and my daughter's best friend just accused her of being a pedophile and called the police on her because she liked like this anime ship between two boys and I just don't understand what's a pro shipper and what's an anti. I'm the police are at my house. <laughs> <laughs> Holy- the
1: police are my house
0: so, but like really obvious uh, like I, it like was even more insane than that i was like and then people were like this is real i'm like the guy no this is, this it's is not, not real. real you wouldn't go on reddit if that was happening to you and then the
1: police pulled up in the down with sis bus yeah <laughs> and then they started doing the Oklahoma style and then
0: the, and then <laughs> the police officer was crying because homestuck updated <laughs>
1: No, he was crying because Cassiel from Supernatural got sent to SuperHell.
0: <laughs> oh, no. It was, like, very obviously not real because the, the mom was, like, very un... The, the quote-unquote mom in this Reddit post was very unconcerned with the fact that the police were there, but very conf- concerned and trying
1: to figure out why the friend thought her daughter was a pedophile. <laughs> it's like watching those, to me, is like a Wattpad fan fiction. yeah. <laughs> Um, I just checked long. my email, and um I'm going to the WWE SmackDown in March, and there is a chance that Logan Paul will be there. Oh, shit! Uh, not just <laughs> no! the video this time. <laughs> I know. No. Um John Cena will not be there, tragically, um, it looks like. No, it's sad. But it's fine, because it looks like our other two faves that we want to see, Roman Reigns and the LA Knight, will be there. The prize fighter Kevin Owens welcomes perhaps the least favorite guest to the show, Logan Paul. <laughs> yeah, no, no, nobody perhaps likes him. Nobody's here. <laughs> the least favorite. Yeah, exactly. Everyone hates him. Well, oh my god. And I think I told he, like, you, just got I was in
0: trouble for something again. Didn't? Really? I don't know. Or well, I can't. I also get them confused. Which Logan Paul and Jake Paul? They're like the same person. Which one moved
1: to? The Philippines in order to avoid paying, ta- paying taxes. I don't know. Probably Jake okay. Paul. Probably I just no Googled person. Logan Paul controversy, Rolling Stone article, Logan Paul's biggest controversy is a timeline. Uh-huh. The, FDA, the FDA is investigating Prime, Logan Paul's energy drink for its marketing and its caffeine content. Oh, yeah. I think it was Logan Paul because Logan Paul just got in a bunch of trouble. January 2023, or, well, he got into an NFT-related... Oh yeah. Well, that's been happening. July of 2023, Prime Energy Drink controversy.
0: Also, the like all of his different pets that he has like abandoned or been so like bad with taking care of them that like it led to their death.
1: Yeah, I did not realize that Logan Paul's energy drink, which is called Prime, by the way, that it was quote unquote according to. New York Senator Charles Schumer that it was quote unquote one of the summer's hottest status symbols for kids. Yeah, children love it. <laughs> um, saying that it the the level of caffeine it has is serious health danger for kids.
0: Yeah, don't let your kids drink and that. The but packaging, also, says, it's it, Paul, the packaging so. says it's not
1: recommended for children under age eighteen.
0: But of course, it's only children are watching Logan Paul, so like that's who it would appeal to.
1: Now, what about Jake Paul? Okay, I searched Jake Paul controversy, the very first thing that popped up is sexual soul allegations. I'm not oh, getting fuck. into this. All right, never mind. Uh, you know what? We also can't be talking about Logan Paul and Jake Paul on this beautiful Yuri manga episode. Yeah,
0: what the... What, uh, what are well, we doing?
1: We, got, we we got really off topic all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't know what happened here. I'm sorry, my my WWE SmackDown email, I'm so excited to go to SmackDown. But... I'm so
0: excited for you. Uh Yeah, also, I guess since... Uh, episode 100 is coming up, which we are going to do a follow-up kind of overview of some of the things where they have either had more come out or developments or additional shows it content have appeared since we last talked about them. Episode 100, we're going to do a follow-ups episode. But uh, because of that, if there is something that we have talked about and there's something that we missed or something that has come out, or just something that you want to comment on, please email us at erin at gaysgays.com and send us your comments. Or, if it's easier for you, uh, DM us on Twitter. We might not respond right away, but we will see it. Uh, We also might not respond to your email right away, because I'm really bad at it.
1: (laughs) And I'm very busy. Yeah. We're both very busy.
0: I'm not, I'm just a mess. (laughs) No, we're
1: both. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I don't have it. Erin has good excuses. I do not.
1: That's not true. <laughs> Neopets is a perfectly valid excuse.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to me about Neopets.
1: <laughs> That's going to be a episode 102. Neopets. <laughs> Neopets. Um, time to complain about Neopets for an hour. Dude, I... You can talk about your gay Neopet.
0: I can talk about my gay Neopets. I can talk about the history of being able to say that you're gay on Neopets. There's a lot of lore there. Gutterfoot confirming that Jidora and uh illuin whatever her name is are gay Ilucin? Ilucin,
1: yeah if you're following the trello right now aaron i have added neopets for episode 102 <laughs> <laughs> it's official oh it's my on the god calendar. <laughs> i uh, oh wait i have one more story to share before we wrap up here oh my god um, i this is a call out post I was playing Fortnite with Samantha the other day, and she made some sort of quip of, like, oh, there are lesbians in Rick and Morty? Well, then when's the Rick and Morty episode of Gays Gays coming out, Aaron? I was like, Samantha, we did that a year ago. Yeah, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> also,
0: Samantha, get your butt on here so that we can talk about uh the danish girl already. i know she wants
1: to it's, know, it's she, partially she, she my fault but yeah i'm also just so busy that it's hard to figure out when we can it's do okay. it But <laughs> <laughs> after oh, our oh. episode, <laughs> poor,
0: poor samantha's scratching at the door being like please let me in to talk about the danish girl and you're
1: like no no i'm busy
0: <laughs> you stay outside you dirty dog <laughs> i'm so sorry to say that <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm canceling you.
0: <laughs> you should.
1: Okay. Thank you
0: so much for listening. We already mentioned it, but if you want to get a hold of us, email us at Aaron at Gaze, Gaze. Um, Thoughts, ideas, recommendations, send them our way. If you email us, we will email you back and we will add a mystery attachment, which is images that I Photoshop. It'll be for you for you i mean actually a lot of them recently have been customized i'm not saying that it will be i won't make that promise but i do love photoshopping you can also follow us on twitter at gaze gaze we are still posting when an episode airs there and i you can also dm us there we might not reply right away like i said before but it we will still respond it it just might take a second um Many thanks to Kate and Leslie as well from Neon and Nude for allowing us to use their songs Look and Love and You Pretty Thing for our intro and our outro music. You can and should buy their album at neonandnude.bandcamp.com, but you can also stream it on Spotify. And yeah, next week we're going to do 12 Days, which is a manga that I love and I read as a teenager, and it was very influential for me. So fun, fun, fun. Yeah, yeah. Very very good. I'm excited to talk uh, about it. We're continuing. It's it's week three of pining. I don't know Pi-
1: the month of January and pining. February pining time. Pining,
0: pining time. I'm ready.
1: <laughs> and then pining for the series that we have passed by over the years. <laughs> you know As we what? Think sure. Back on Why not our follow ups.
0: Yeah, please email us. Anything, if there's something you you listened to an old episode and you were like, oh, I wish I could have said this about it, now is now, your time. Now is
1: the time, seriously.
0: There was somebody a year ago who emailed us about Homestuck, and it was like, oh man, when are we going to get a chance to talk about Homestuck? It's now. Please email us the time about Homestuck. <laughs> tell us what's
1: going on in Homestuck. Seriously, what's happening if you're in still Homestuck? listening, I want to know what's happening in Homestuck. There's apparently I'm more not...
0: lesbians.
1: More stuff has happened, but I wouldn't know any of it, so I'm going to have to try to figure it out. Tell us about the clown app. Actually, yeah, I really want to know about the <laughs> clown app. <laughs> How, did you pay for it? How much is has the price gone down? It was so expensive.
0: Oh, man. You know what if oh. i know anything about gay people i know that they love clowns
1: i think i think since our episode Hussey came out as non-binary
0: <laughs> what revelations i don't
1: think that i don't think Hussey was out at the time that we recorded there's I so much so. so much has happened
0: wow well, yeah. congratulations to them what what pronouns do they use now I or just, is it I still do he say him? them i think you say I them. them
1: okay good yeah
0: Nice. Hold on. This Honestly,
1: guy. that kind of makes sense. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> um, I am on nonbinary.wiki, um, on the Andrew Hussey page, uh, that says that Andrew Hussey described themselves as clown gender and that they use any and all pronouns.
0: Oh, alright. Nice.
1: And generally recent press releases about Hussey have used they them.
0: All right. Well, uh let's cut it there until we until next week i'm
1: Erin, and i'm Erin. sorry i got really distracted because <laughs> i was reading a reddit post that said that uh has confirmed on twitter that yes has really does identify as clown gender and really does use they them pronouns but um. any airplane anyway sorry i <laughs> i can't be i I'm, i just closed reddit i can't be on there right now i have to say uh thank you to all of the listeners and to say goodbye
0: thank you yeah that that's all and goodbye email and goodbye. us though email us see you at the pride
1: parade
0: see you at the pride parade I can't believe all these people are gay (laughs) hey